There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. TC and welcome all to part 48 of our weekly podcast, The Curran View with the Idol of Hills for a Mr. Terry Curran. What kind of week have you had, TC? Well, obviously, it's getting better now. We're getting closer to, to Premier League and the uh, Championship games coming uh, uh, coming closer to uh, being back on TV. And uh, I don't think it'll be too long before we, we are going back to, to, to matches because when you look in what's happening with all these people demonstrating, you know, people are out and about. So it's proving a point that um, maybe the coronavirus has uh, finally cleared. It will certainly be interesting to see if there is a second wave because if there ever was going to be a second wave, probably in two weeks would be the ideal time. And if there isn't, perhaps it's time to let fans back into football grounds. I'm looking over the Clent Hills here tonight and there's a surreal view. It's the sun's trying to get out from the cloud. There's mist over the horizon. I think the uh, the weather is breaking again, and we're going to get some uh, tremendous weather towards the back end of this week as well. So enjoy. I mean, we've had some really good weather up until this last couple of days. Yeah, haven't, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has changed, but it's up and down. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I what I was trying to say to you is um, everything is starting to look a little bit. Rosier. Yeah. I mean, we're not really back there yet, but it is starting to look rosier. People are getting back to work. Other things are happening, you know. But like I said, other than that, the country's upside down with what's happening, isn't it? So, oh, it's all balmy. I think the world has always been upside down. It's quite bizarre. It's it's unbelievable what goes on, and you know. I'm... I guess if I'm absolutely cynical, you know, the owners of the world don't want a united place and do try and divide us. And let's be quite truthful, it's very easy to divide some people, isn't it? We've only got to look at football fans for a start. I've watched watched (laughs) something for three years now. Yeah. A lot of people won't agree what I've been doing and what I've been saying. Mm -hmm. But I've been watching it for three years. Yeah. And this has all been about Trump for me. Mm. Nothing else. And it's proving the point. Because even with this coronavirus... Yes, people have died, uh, and it's not nice that it's happened. That, and but as you know, as I know, there's, there's as many people die from a flu, a bad flu virus every year, mm-hmm. and now we've got this. How come we cannot get back to a normal way? Why, why is why does these elite globalists and elite uh, PhD people saying that you can't shake hands and all that? You know, anybody what doesn't shake my hand, and I won't be talking to them. And I mean that guy, but mm-hmm. I really mean that mm-hmm. because at the end of the day. You can believe in what you want to believe in, and I get that, and it's right. Your own opinions are right. Yeah. But the, the the world's upside down because of politicians and the corrupt media. 100%, End of. 100%, because... End of. But, you know, by and large, the media are in the pockets of the bent politicians, and, you know, proof the of the media, pudding... The media, the media own... The big globalists own the media. 100%. The big globalists own the media. Yeah, so the propaganda we're getting about every mortal thing mm-hmm. there is. I mean, 
We're talking about privileges. Somebody ought to have my privilege when I was a kid. Eight brothers, Gabby. Yeah. Eight brothers. When mum and dad lived in a two up, two up, two down, my dad got paralyzed at pick with his arm. Mm. Right? So when my brothers come home, they had a bath. And when they come home from pit, they didn't have showers, must not have showers because they were black. Yeah. Absolutely filthy. Mm. They had a shower, uh, a bath, a tin bath in front of the fire. They used to boil the kettles and pans. And then by the time they come round to me, the water is filthy. Mm. That's when I got my bath. Mm. We lived in a two up, two down. In winter, it was freezing. And I mean freezing. Right, icicles hanging off at windows, and I'm not lying, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. And I got holes in my shoes. I'm going to school, and I'm thinking, Oh, well, my dad said, Well, oh, put some cardboard in them. I said, Dad, I've got holes in my shoes, I put some cardboard in them, it'll you know, you stop your feet getting wet. How wrong was that? My feet yeah. were wet through walking to school, mm -hmm. you know. So the world's upside down, and listen, it's getting worse. It's not getting any better. It's mm. getting worse, Gabby. And it, it, it's got to stop. It has to stop. Yeah, I did notice um, on uh, John's Facebook page today, he'd put the, there's more chance of you being struck down by lightning than getting the coronavirus if you're under the age of 15. You know, we've said from the get-go, there's an awful lot going on. All that glistens isn't gold. And I don't believe a word that I read. And I believe little they see unless I've seen it the, with my own eyes. The papers is corrupt. Mm -hmm. They're owned by the globalists. Yeah. They're putting out propaganda. Right, and the, this we know it's a fact. It's ninety-eight percent. I keep saying ninety, mm -hmm. right? But I'm, I'm confident to say that it's ninety-eight percent, right? Uh, people uh, recover from the coronavirus. Ninety-eight yeah. percent. Mm -hmm. So why is the world upside down? Why is the writing industry? Because I, 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 people said to me, why do I look at America? What happens in America happens here. Yeah. And I guarantee you, when it happens in America, it flows through to it. To it. So I'm ready for it when it when it, when it's all happening. What did happen, TC, was uh, football. Getting on to football now. Uh, magic moments that you've sourced from the weekend because we've had the Bundesliga. I'm loving the Bundesliga, although I wasn't impressed with some of the games uh, this weekend. Although I did win the football forecast, so I do get to pick the music. So I was quite happy with that when I predicted the uh, the the the, the the game that tipped the scales in my favour was that draw 1-1 with the Schalke and Union Berlin, I think. I, two, I had two, the 1-0. Yeah, you did. You had Union to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were winning, by the way. They were winning. They look a yeah. poor team to me. Oh, they? they're both awful, I think. Both I mean, awful. Look at Dog with Flues, that game was, wasn't I've only, I've only seen a little bit of, uh, of the... Um, Football, yeah, but I, I got I got majority of the 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 buy end game, and you know they were losing one nil, and there were there were absolutely plenty plenty mm. of magic moments in that. But I'm I'm doing another book. Yes, John said, yeah, yeah. So we, we, it's been up today. We've done some work today, but I've been doing a lot of research on there. Yeah, you know. So the, my magic moment was watching Bayern come back, and they, they're a different class from the rest of them in that in that league. Right, and when I tell you, when I when I when I've been telling people about the Premier League, it's no different in any other league. Bayern have got 30, 28, 30 top class players, and they can put in whoever they want, and they're going to have one blip or a couple of blips, and that's about it. They are above everybody else, and that's what's happened to football with all this money what's come into it yeah. that the other clubs don't have, don't have. Any one of these superstars, they're all at all at the big clubs, 
like in our league, you've got the top six. Now, if you get the top six with, with, with all the big players and 30 of them at a club or, or at least 25 of them because they've got mm. to have 25 in the uh, what they've got a state, what can play. What chance has the rest of them down from, from, from six down? What chance have the rest of them got of trying to break into that or trying to win a Premier League or a Bundesliga or a La Liga or a, or, um, the Italian League? You know, so, yeah. It, it, yeah. so it, it, it's crazy that it, what's been allowed uh, to happen. And it's like, like oh, else. I mean, I look at the uh, Championship 1, Championship 2. I don't give a doubt how pathetic it is that the, the, the EFL have allowed all this to happen. These teams here will be games in hand. You know, it's all been wrong. You know, because at the end of the day, what they're saying is, of this coronavirus, so people, you know, can't get close together. But there's been all this writing, mm. and not one has, what not once has the media turned around and said, you know, uh, this is wrong. For some unknown reason, the the the, the backed them. Mm. So what they're saying is the reason why they were saying with, with football is that people will congregate. But all of a sudden, it's right for this and wrong for that. Mm. Now these teams, Jamia, uh, uh, are, are being relegated yet. They've got a game in hand. Yep. You know, they could have played this game behind closed doors. Regardless what anybody says, they could have played it. It's all excuses. So, but it all they, comes down but, to money too, so sadly, doesn't it? Because you know, if you can finish it, the Premier, well, if you can finish on. the Premier League, if you can finish the Championship, why the hell can't you finish League One and League Two? Why? It's the same I'm gonna, game. I'm going to give you. I'm going to hit the nail on the head for you. Go on. Part of it, what you're saying, is money. Yep. Right. Part of it. What it is, it's it's the propaganda they're giving us. They can't give us, you know, they can't afford this, the Premier League can afford it, because it's a load of rubbish. Hmm? It's a load of rubbish. Do you think people are not going to congregate when when, he, when, he, when the Premier League, having watched all what's been happening, they're not going to congregate? Of course they will. Liverpool, do you think the Liverpool fans are going to stop the house? No. If they, once, once it's announced that they won't wait. No, absolutely not. I mean, they could win the league at Goodison, but the next time they kick a, a football, you know, to think that they're not going to turn up at Goodison Park round the corner, just over the road uh, from Stanley Park, I think is, uh, I think you're living in cloud cuckoo land. There's going to be thousands of Liverpool supporters there. Listen, Gabby, there's been plenty of people mm-hmm. being working. Of course there is. Well, everybody, plenty of people, you yeah. know, and I've seen the same people looking, no problem. I mean, if all these people keep shouting, stay at home, hmm? you know, they're going out for the walks, they're going out for the jogs. They're the people, yeah, they're doing it, but it doesn't everybody else do it to, to stop at home. Hmm? It, it, it's crazy. But my magic moment is the game itself. They, they look a different class yeah. than uh, Bayern Munich. They're playing some wonderful football, but I do agree with you. Some of, some of the other stuff has been a bit poor this week because I've only seen highlights of it because I've been doing a lot of research for, for John, ready for him today. And I've got a lot of more researching to do tomorrow because I'm, we're doing a, a bit where um, all the players, what's wrote, all the top players, what's wrote about me, where I've got. So I've got to find out all them are again and put them all together, you know. So um, what was your? Oh, Jack Greely says, how did you get that? My 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 stepson uh, Kingy, he uh, he's a season ticket holder at Aston Villa. He follows Villa all over the country, and. Um, 
he, he knows what a big fan of, of Jack I am. I was with Tom at, at Wembley and I've been down yeah. in Villa Park with Tom on uh, on many occasions uh, to, to watch Jack this season. Well, I should say on a few occasions, not many. And he said, did you see Jack's goal? It's unreal. <laughs> and and I've looked at it probably 20 times now. And, and this I've just is... shown Jock it. Yeah, but you see, this is for me what football is all about. Jack just finds positions on a football pitch when he's over on that left-hand side he can come in and that was just artist we will never ever learn I watched Gabby Neville talk about Eric Cantona being a maverick and what it was like and they turned around and said well when he came into dressing room it was just normal you know, we all expected this, we all expected that, he trained harder than anybody else he never broke any rules, you know curfews, that type of thing right and he said, we've got to have more. But the one minute, they've got to have more Mavericks. Next minute, you know, I have said it for years and years and years. And because uh, I've been the lone uh, ranger on it, or lone speaker of it, nobody's willing or wanted to back me. And mm-hmm. everything I've said about it, we have never, ever, ever, ever uh, come close I mean, 1990, Terry Venables was the closest, I, I would yep. say, uh, when Gaza nearly puts the ball in the net. 96, yeah, Euro 96, you know, yeah. I mean, the question where I was asked today by John Brinlin, he said to me, what do you think if if George Best... I said, well, I know George, not well, but I, I've been out a couple of times. I remember Bawley asking him a question mm. about England and what have you. And he said, I, I always want to play for my own country. Mm. Right, but Bawley said, "How good we would we have been if you'd have played for us, George? If you'd have been allowed to play for us? Yeah. I mean, it weren't allowed in those days, anyway, yeah. was it? No, no, it you wasn't. Know? But if we'd have had, if we'd have had a George Best, like we had a Gaza, right? Because barring them, Jimmy Greaves was another one. Mm. Yeah, what, what were played in the national team? What could win a game single-handed? Yeah. You look at the people. What could win games single-handed? Tony Curiel, Hudson, Peter Osgood, mm. uh, Charlie George." Whether to play Charlie George on wing, Frank yeah. Worthington, you know, I could go on. Stand balls. Balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, what they've done to us, and they bullied us, all of us. Yeah. And they'll have bullied them, Frank and all them. Mm-hmm. Right. And the only reason why they finished up being called as Mavericks because they would answer back. Of course they would. And that's what the problems ever been. I could tell you. I could tell you. Well, I'm doing a, I'm doing a book, and I put more I put more in this book than I have in, in the last book. But I'll guarantee you, I'll tell you this now, because anybody tell we were bullied, and I mean bullied. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, and, and us as fans were cheated. I mean, our Revy had brass neck to to call over six of our greatest football players, five or six of our greatest football players in the seventies, and to say that none of them was would figure in his plan. So <laughs> they're gonna be calling them up in, in, again. Uh, is is just incredible. And then when people say we haven't won the World Cup since '66, I mean, is it any shock when you drop five or six of the greatest players that we've ever produced? It's gross stupidity. And in it's my not even opinion, them. They it's, even it's, pick them. no, wouldn't no. It just Malcolm totally McDonald's disregarded. Five goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm has scored five yeah, yeah. goals in one game. Yeah, Don't Cyprus. Yeah, he Don't didn't. He didn't like Malcolm. He didn't like you know, anyone you know what, that you would. You know what Revy said. You know what Revy said to that, uh, them two, uh, Ball and the Ball, George and um, Curry and them. I don't like you. You won't be playing. You've only got in team because the press have been screaming for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Here's a prime example for you. 
I'm not going to be one of saying the, 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 the football fans are idiots. They're not idiots. They're passionate. Yeah. We're passionate. We're in Europe. Mm. Everything I say is a fact. Every, mm. we're, we're in Europe. We're coming out of Europe now. We've been in Europe for how long? 20 odd years? Right. Bayern Munich, to get a season ticket at Bayern Munich is about 250 quid. 100%. Yep. What's it cost for, for a, a season ticket here? Double it, triple And the old trebled, took mm. them a two and a half grand. Yep. London clubs, yeah. But Birmingham and Villa, and, and certainly round here in most areas, you're probably looking at at least, probably about double of what the Germans are. Right. So if they could put that on... Why can't right? we? Why can't we? We're, in so Europe. We're supposed to be equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never We're have We're supposed been. to have privileges like everybody else. Mm. Why? Tell me why. It's and just... it's not just football, it's everything. Yeah. But they know our fans are going to want to go to the game. Mm. So everything I say, everything I've stated about football is turned out facts. Everything. Yeah. From the, have you seen some of these? One or two people have been saying to me, have you seen some of the football matches that have been putting on Terry? He said the football has been shocking. I said, I've been telling everybody for years. Mm. Everybody for years. It's because it's his long ball. You know, when I put my clips on, you can see my clips. I've got the ball. But you put one up and play with Sheffield Wednesday. I'm chasing every mortal thing. Yeah. I said to Jack, I don't want to play this way. I do not want to play this way. Mm. Right? And I got when I got that frustrated, I finished up with a play at Sheffield United. Full frustration. Mm. Yes, I asked him to pay uh, the tax on the £11,000. Yes, that was a big factor in it. But the other factor was it all. Right? But then I jumped out of... I didn't jump out of frying pan into fire. I jumped out of frying pan into a burning furnace. Portfolio because that's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> It was worse. And and also go into your local rivals that made it even. It, it was almost uh, that burning fire and furnace. They were pouring petrol on it as well. It was uh, a move that was never, ever going to work, was it? Well, it could it could have if I wanted it to work. I could have said no, but mm. I wanted to get away. I didn't really want to go there. Yeah. But it could have worked because I played a game, I, I, I played a game and a half. When I say a game and a half, you know, when I was that, I was that outstanding against Stoke for, for Sheffield United. Uh, at Stoke in the FA Cup. Yeah. Gabby, if you'd have seen that, you'd have been standing up. That's how well I played. Mm. After that game, I mean, Howard were there that night, Howard Kendall, but Ron Atkinson and, and Don Howard at Arsenal, right, all got in touch with me to go and play for them. They're facts. Yeah. Nobody can sue me because of facts. Mm. The facts. Right? Now, I played, when I say I, I played that well, it wouldn't sue. Pluffy, couldn't believe it because when we used to when I played for Forest, we'd have a free kick. You watch how people put. I used to say, "Give me the ball here." Mm. Lad, look at me. I said, "Give me it." You know, I go into the dressing room. I said, "Don't worry, the king's here now." I only acted about in that sense like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you go into the dressing room. Just give me the ball. The king's here. Don't worry about it. Don't fret, lads. Now, what I'm trying to say is, I got that confidence to go and play at Sheffield United. That didn't bother me. Yeah. Right. But I hadn't got the. Uh, it weren't it weren't these fans neither. It was Porterfield. He didn't want me there. I was bought by Reg Brayley. Yeah. Right? Now, you tell me a footballer what would do what I did. I went to play for I dropped out of first division to play for Sheffield Wednesday. I get Wednesday to second division. We should have gone up the following season. Make no mistake, we should have gone up. Mm-hmm. Then what what do I go and do? I go and play back in third division for Sheffield United. Yeah. And then I know it went to a tribunal, but people were frightened to death because they didn't know what prices they were going to put on them. But it went on your wages. 
Yeah. So the, the transfer, because I was at 300 quid a week at Sheffield Wednesday, the transfer fee was only valued at £100,000. Yep. Now, before that, Everton had offered Sheffield, offered Sheffield Wednesday half a million pounds for me when they turned it down. Jack took a a fax then from, from Everton, whatever they'd send him, when they were trying to buy me. So it's not that he got Everton to do it, because Everton had already put, put a £500,000 bid in about six months earlier. Mm-hmm. Right? And then Howard Kendall had bought six players. What didn't What didn't work out for him? And that's when he came in for me at Sheffield United and he put Trevor Ross in. Yeah, I remember uh, him from Arsenal. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Trevor Ross in part exchange, you know. Um, so he went on loan there and I went on loan to to um, to Everton. But football, listen, I have, Gabby, I have seen that many good players. It's untrue. Mm-hmm. And this this game is about whether a manager likes you. End of. Mm. Jack Grealish will tell you that. I mean, at Villa, at Villa, he's the top man. So everything will be going his way a little bit. If Jack goes in Liverpool or a Man United, there's bigger stars there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Jack's got to have that confidence like I had. Go in there and say, I'm not bothered about Roy. When I, by the way, I'm not. I'm not. Mm. I weren't bothered about Eric Cantona. Anybody. Give me the ball. So if Jack gets goes to Manchester United or the Liverpool, he's got to go in there not being big at it, but he's got to go in there and, and you know, because I was listening to Yap Sam today and he was on about same type of thing. He was a star at, at uh, Ajax or whatever, mm. or whatever club he was. I think it was Ajax. Yeah. And he was saying when I went into, uh, and about, I was telling you about this not long ago, he, he went into Man United and he thought, I'm surrounded by Roy Keane and Eric Cantona and mm. Giggs and all these. Now, these are established, right? Players, when you go to a club, Players, regardless of what anybody tells you, Gabby, this is the fact. Unless that player settles in quickly and he starts producing and then he gets the headlines like this, then players are not going to let Stam take his mate's team uh, place. Yeah. Right? They, they said they often not want Stam to take his place. I didn't realise that until I until I come out of football. Then I realised how things worked. Mm. You know, because I, I'm one of them what thinks everybody's all right, but they're yeah. not, Gabby. They are not. I've, mm. I promise that. And I've learned that. Mm. And so, if Jack's going to a Liverpool or Man United, he's got to go in there with that confidence. He's got the ability. He's got the ability, but he can't let them sink him if he goes there. He's got to express himself straight away because you don't get time with anything. And he's got that ability. Mm. And above all, what he's got, the best thing for a player can uh, create space for himself is having that composure of the ball. Yep. And he's got it. He's got it. But going back to that goal that he scored against West Brom, that has got to be one of the goals of the season. And that's what you pay your money to watch players produce moments of magic like Like Jack Grey. And, you know, we're looking at the... What player in Liverpool's midfield could do that? I don't think there's one. I think that Bruno Fernandes could do that at Man United. I'm not convinced any of the others could. That's not the problem. The problem is... Mm -hmm. As soon as Jack goes to a thing, right, and if he mm. didn't get in the team straight away, yeah, yeah, all the political correct footballers and TV pundits, the politically correct ones, mm. right, will not back him. They'll turn around and say he's another maverick. Yeah. Right, and if if, if that turns around and say I'm not in, it's like Pogba when Pogba turns around and say 
I like Graham Summers. Yeah. One of the greatest midfield players in and around my generation. Great player. But why does he want to keep having a good Pogba for? Mm. Right? Now, what I'm trying to say is, yes, Pogba hasn't done himself any favours, yeah. but Pogba's cooked to a bit. Unless you're a Messi or a Ronaldo or a George Best or a Zidane, and he's not any of them, mm. or a um, Maradona, them, them type of players like Pogba are not going to turn make a team any better straight yeah. away. Yeah. He's got to have other players around him. Mm. Do, do you know what, yeah. what, what I mean by that? Yeah, 100%. A Messi and them could do something out of it. Rabbing out the app. Go, bub, bub, yeah, bub, absolutely. Score the goal. Yeah, yeah. Right? When Man United were winning everything, they've got a great team. They've got great players in yeah. team. Yeah. Now they've struggled. Is it is it the is it the players? Is it the system? Mm. Is it the confidence? What what's being drained from the players? Yeah. But the, what, they're, what they're having to go at Pogba because Pogba, right? Uh, or Man United has not been sort of blame Pogba for it. Now again, I'm not saying that some of it's not his fault. It probably is. Mm. Right. But Jack will get all that. Listen, I've seen it. I have seen it all my life. Right. And nobody will tell t- tell me whether he wins when he wins a World Cup medal or whether he wins a European or he done. He is still one of the great English midfield players, right? We've got hundred percent in our generation now. Do I think they'll pick him for the England that much? No, I don't, because I watched Southgate, and he's a politically correct person, and yep. that for me, he won't get the caps he deserves. And I'm telling you now. Sorry, because that's poor English. Now I'm not telling you. I'm explaining to you. Yeah. That's what will happen to Jack Grealish when his name should be, and his opinions, but in mm. my opinion, his name should be the first man on team sheet. But he'll not play that many games because I know, I know how they, I know what they are. I know and, what they are. And those, and they have the press backing them. Yeah. Uh, to agree with them. And those are pretty much the uh, the words of, uh, of Alan Hudson as well. Jack no, you go. And you didn't tell me that, did you? No, no, not at all, no. I mean, talking to Woody's like talking to you and, and conversely, you know, um, you're two peas of uh, of the same pod. Beyond the Lens TC is a feature, a regular feature that we do on this podcast. It's TC and a pair of chicks. What was all that about? Uh, promoting the uh, shop. At Huddersfield uh, Town, that was Huddersfield promotion. So, uh, when they got new kits in and new scarves and all, all the uh, souvenirs at football clubs, you know, pajamas and you know all that type yeah. of thing. Uh, and they got two two models in there. And um, but when I say models, all models that uh, the worked at the football club doing, you know, shows for the football club, yeah. showing off the gears, what. Um, what came into the shop so uh, and that obviously they always want to get one of the players in so that it, well, me they asked if I would go along and do it but uh, were, I mean there were two greats both of them Huddersfield fans and all so you know there weren't just somebody who were coming off at uh, streets to, 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 to bring up, promote it it would you know they worked at Huddersfield town mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it, uh, it it certainly didn't look like an owl uh, on, on the club crest you are auctioning off an owl though in uh, for somebody's back garden you're going to sign it as well for charity aren't you and um, i got up to 40 quid and i said to i said to it was my brother's thing and i said i'm not selling that for any more day because at the end of the day it's only it's only an owl yeah 
you know, and it's an old though. owl. Yeah. But it, oh, it looks, it looks yeah, well. The kid, it does, I mean, yeah. they spent a bit of time on it and painted it up. Um, but uh, I could have, I might have gone up to 100 quid. It might have gone up to 100 quid. But it's 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 an owl, and I didn't want everybody to, people haven't got the money. I said to him, people don't have the money, Dave, like it. And it's somebody who I knew, and I didn't let him have it because I knew him. Yeah. No, I just didn't want to go. I don't want people squeezing themselves with what's happening at this moment in time. You know, but I did say I would sign it, so I will sign it. But I don't know the kid. Um, are you in the garden? Are you in the Sorry? garden at the moment, TC? You sound as though you're in a wind tunnel at times. Listen, it's, it must be this phone. I mean, Tom, <laughs> Tom and Jock said to me, it's not the phone, you don't know how to use it. I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm talking to you and, on the phone, yeah. and I'm sat in chair. Yeah. And so they said, they'll always say to me, when I said, what's up with this now? And they'll say to me, it's you, you don't know how to use it because it's an apple. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to use it. I, I know how phone, to use phone. it when I want. I know how to use it what I want to use it for. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I only use for certain things. Yeah. I don't go go beyond it, above and beyond it. You know. I mean, every time you do say to me, you know, you're losing me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Sometimes I, I do, yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna put, now then, you tell me about my left ear. I'm just going to put it to my left-hand side, see if that's any better. <laughs> Does it sound any clearer, that? You do, actually, sound slightly more clearer. I, I sounded more clearer because... Chris said to me the other day, you sounded so much more clearer on the podcast. And I says, well, add it up to my left ear. So whether if you put the phone up to your left ear, you get a better uh, connection. I, yeah. I, I absolutely don't know because I, I don't know anything technical. I don't know anything about Jock at the moment. So how's young Jock's training going on, TC? Yeah, he's filling out. He's, he's, he's getting fit. He's getting stronger. I uh, he can't wait to get back, and I've said to him he's got to be knocking on the door now. So everything's uh, looking fine on that uh, front at this moment in time. But no games, Gabby. So that's the problem, isn't that, it? Yeah. That's the problem. No games. Mm. That Villa game is that a friendly game between Villa and West Brom? Yeah, they played. Uh, they played a friendly game. I think McGinn got um, half hour. Uh, yeah. Into his legs because he'd he'd been off with uh, with with a broken uh, with a break, hadn't he? So it's good to get some of the players back and some of the teams that that were struggling. I mean, Tottenham with Harry Kane and Son was was both injured and and now they're back. I, I heard today on the radio that lots of Bournemouth players that were injured now were back. And for some of the clubs, it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise, if I'm absolutely honest, to be off for a few months he... and get unfit players fit. Listen, you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. I mean, what makes me laugh, the complaint about having time off mm-hmm. to get back players back fit, right? Now, these modern-day players, what I will say, it, it, one, there is one slight concern, but they're not drinking like they used to do, like when I was playing, yep. right? The diet, the diets are a lot better than when I was playing, yep. and they keep themselves fitter, right? But the law will tell you one thing. You can all do a pre-season, but until you get games under your belt, yeah. Until you get games under your belt, uh, because it's a different type of reason. Because you, when you're doing pre-season training, you're not stopping and starting as you are in a game. Yeah. It's a different. It's a different thing altogether. Yeah. But you need to get that fitness, right? So now they've had all this time. They're complaining that they have had no. Don't tell me since they've been back, they haven't had any games because they will have done. Yeah. They will have done, and and they, they will have had intense games. When I say intense, that the players 
the players what um, are playing against each other, whether it's you know the first team against the reserves or the first team against they'll be they'll be trying the hard out to try and get into the team and to exp uh, to express themselves in front of the manager, saying look I'm ready to to go if you need me. So you do need the game time, make no mistake on it. But they're the big games, Gabby. Regardless of what they say, yeah. some of them are making excuses before we've even started again. Five of the best goals scored against you, TC, whilst you were on the pitch. That's so. It's obviously opposition goals scored against you. What's your uh, What's your five of the best? Well, one is um, the best one was Tony Curry in the League League Cup. Um. He bent it round into the far corner. Yeah. I was playing for Southampton. Uh, I went on the pitch for the second one of Tony Curry's, but a similar type of goal. The when they beat us 4-1. Remember when I told you last week about putting yeah. me on ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at him. Yeah. <laughs> Cracking goal. <laughs> right. Ian Rush scored one against Chester, which was an unbelievable... I mean, you don't see these these goals. I mean, what he did, he picked it up from edge of box, beat two players, bumped right into the top corner. Yeah. You know... Uh, that's three. Um, we played Arsenal at um, Ivory in, in, in a League Cup game, and uh, Alan's not League Cup game in a FA Cup game. Alan Sunderland scored a, a worldie five, and the sixth one was the one against um, who was it? I think they bloody down in there. Oh, it was Exeter. That's it, Exeter. We got beat at Exeter, um, but we got promoted. I think we lost 2 0. Yeah. We did lose 2 0. We got uh, beat by Exeter at Exeter. And I uh, forget what they call the player now. And he, sc he scored an absolutely uh, unbelievable. But because we got promoted, somebody else had lost that day. The the, the ride back up north to Sheffield were brilliant. Because yeah. if you get beat, it's usually it's the worst thing in the world. Everybody will tell you managers, players, physios, bus driver, everybody's quiet on the bus. But that was another good party on his way back, uh, what we got through. So they were, the f but there's been plenty of goals scored against us, what I could go on for. But I wanted to pick some like, because there was equally as good, the Exeter goal was equally as good. Rush weren't at Liverpool then when he scored an unbelievable goal, mm. you know. So Curry scored absolutely two. And you can see them on um, YouTube, the two the two goals of Curry is absolutely unbelievable. But what a player he was. And he scored some great goals. I mean, that that one that um, that Simon Arsenal. posted it's up a Arsenal. few weeks at Arsenal, just like outside of his foot and just top corner. Tony Curry was different class. In fact, Alan Hudson said the only two players, if he knew he was playing against them players the the next day, that'd be Alan Ball and Tony Curry. He'd have an early night. That's that's how highly well, Alan Hudson thought of those two. I'll tell you what what he does. When you look at the midfield players we've played over the years, you yeah. tell me what could score goals like that. I mean, Hudson scored goals like that. Right? Udi was Ball not scored, one for score, scoring goals. To listen, be fair. I have seen score Udi score four unbelievable goals. Yeah, and I mean four unbelievable. Oh, he scored goals. some crackers. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, he didn't get as many as Curry, yeah. don't get me wrong. TC but, was prolific he, outside the box with those shots, TC would he? shoot. Yeah, the absolutely. Is, the difference yeah. is, it's like Van Lampard scores goals. Why? Because he yeah. shoots. Yep. Yep. Gerard will shoot, but he, don't shoot, he didn't shoot as much as Lampard. Yep. You know, 
But what I'm trying to say to you, when you get people like Curry and your Hudson's and all these great midfield players we've had, yep. what can do things out of the ordinary mm-hmm. compared to the rest of them, what we call, you know, world-class players, I listen, I laughed at myself, but people will laugh at me because I laugh, I'm laughing at what they call world-class players. Yeah. So they're laughing at me because I'm saying they're not world-class players and they're not. Yeah. Because, like I said to you, I was talking to somebody today about Roy Keane and he was saying one of the best midfield players I've ever seen. And I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Because Roy Keane's a great player. Yeah. So I said to him, what do you got in that Barcelona team? And he went, well, no. I said, well, then. Mm. He said, but who would have got in? No, I said, that's irrelevant. Yeah. You were saying about you know, a world-class midfield player, right? And he is a great, great player. Mm. But he was a box-to-box player. Yeah. What would kick? He could play, don't get me wrong, mm. but he could kick. And he frightened, he's one of them what frightened. Yeah. He's one of them what would frighten players he played against. Yeah. Whereas Patrick Vieira weren't frightened of anybody. Yeah. So he couldn't bully Patrick Vieira. And that's what he did. He bullied certain players, yeah. but he could play. Make no mistake, he could play. Mm-hmm. But I won't call him a world-class player. The uh, the one strike of uh, of Alan Hudson, I don't know if you remember it. Um, it might have been seventy one, seventy two. Think could have it was de- well. I mean, he, he left for Stoke in seventy three, so it was certainly early seventies. Got no for idea. Chelsea. Might have been seventy. Yeah, it was, it was certainly for Chelsea. Scored against Ipswich, and he had a shot from outside the box, and the ball went wide, and hit the stanchion at the back, and come out, and the referee gave a goal. And, well. Can you remember the Coventry one? When yeah. It didn't, when it didn't go in. There's been a few, hasn't there, over the years when... Didn't Clive Allen that was smash on... one, yeah? Was it, yeah, was it that the it one? Did. QPR. No, 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 no. Coventry was at Coventry's. But you've had about Clive Allen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Another, that was another incident. Yeah. But there was a goal on Magic Day and they showed it and showed it and showed it. Just, it proved it, but it was too late. Though, it? I mean, the match had been finished again. There were no... Uh, video calls like there were like yeah, there is now. Yeah. Um but it showed it and showed you four to five times even more. Mm-hmm. Uh and you and it, I think it was against Tottenham. Right? Okay. Right? Whoever it was, whoever it was against, it wasn't a goal and the referee gave the goal. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same as uh, as what happened to, to Huddy and David Webb, because Webby knew that it didn't go in and it went up to Huddy and he says how are you going to tell the referee that it wasn't a goal? And he says, no, I've had two good goals ruled out, one at the bridge and one at Old Trafford against Man United. I'm claiming that. If the referee thinks it's a goal, it's a goal. And we're only on £30 <laughs> a point anyhow. So, And he reckoned Bobby Robson was going absolutely ballistic. There was a great piece, actually, um, that, that Uddy's put up on his uh, official uh, Facebook page about Ian Hutchinson and, and his dad, yeah, Bill. Ready. Yeah, he, brilliant morning. Bobby Robson yeah. was on the train. But again, had that have been Brian Clough, because didn't somebody, wasn't it a news agent or somebody, when Cluffy gone and got his paper, told him about Nigel Jemson and he went and watched him and then signed him. Cluffy would listen to the working person in the street. Most managers don't listen, do they? No, no. They look, regardless of what anybody said, they do look down on them. Yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's exactly know. what I did said in his piece. Yeah. I've seen players what's become managers and I've looked at them and... It, always been brilliant you know when they become a manager for mm-hmm. someone don't really it's as though they don't know you and they think oh uh, you find that after you find that you, you're going to get their job you mm-hmm. think to yourself so weird sometimes 
you know, you say to you say to a manager, "This the kids can play a little bit." Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll have a look at him. They'll even look at him, and then when he gets signed, they'll come. I looked at that player, but my scout didn't think he were right. So, mm. and then I had a look at him, and he didn't have a good game. They make any, any excuse? They but, make any excuse to do? But Cloughy was different because yeah, he would always he listen, wouldn't he, to, to anybody and everybody? Yeah, he did. He would always have a look. In those days, don't forget, uh, there's always people. And by the way, why shouldn't you look? Because absolutely, yeah. Know. I'd, I'd go and have know, a look yeah. if I was a manager. It's not so you're going to. It's not so you're going to go down to Plymouth to have a look at. You no, know, exactly. Look, what are you going to miss? Know, yeah. Exactly. And I mean, to be honest, in those days, they did a lot of that, didn't they? That picked them up from from, yeah. from clubs. Whereas now they're going into the clubs now, mm. right? But you're right, Cluffy would listen. Yeah. Well, he even sent he even sent Mark Crosley to go and play with the Simon's team on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So what other manager would do that? Yeah. Right. I mean, don't forget you play the rigger. And yep. they won. So yeah. I think that the points deducted off him and they got fined. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. History but he was a one-off. He was a one-off. Oh, definitely. I, I was talking to uh, Big Run today. And uh, for me, Big Run, and I, I say to Run, and I'm not blowing smoke up your backside. In my opinion, you're the second greatest English manager of my lifetime behind Brian Clough, because Cloughy was the greatest English manager. And uh, Big Run's an absolute massive fan of Brian. Love Brian. He never, Brian never spoke to him, by the way, when he was manager of Manchester United. He didn't? No, no, he totally blanked him. Brian did, yeah. Did yeah, he? yeah, he did. Yeah, and then when so, he so did he speak to him before he went to? Oh Man yeah, United? yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Yeah, did was, he they were to him uh, after he left Man United. Yeah, they were they were they were big mates. Uh, Cluffy and um, Cluffy and Peter Taylor and and Big Run. In fact, do you remember when Nottingham Forest did? Big Run had been given the task of saving Forest. Yes, and and he, he went to the wrong dugout. Yeah, but what happened? You see. In the early days, when he was manager at West Brom and they were playing Forest, Forest had come down to the Hawthorns and Big Runner go up to the city ground. He said, when I'd go up to the city ground, he said they'd stick the dugout almost on the banks of the River Trent. And then when we'd come back out and you'd be in the tunnel, Peter Taylor, with his tongue in the cheek, he'd say, hey, big man, you couldn't see much down there, could you? He said, so when we were redeveloping the Hawthorns, he said, I went to the groundsman, he says, get that dug out and stick it down by the corner flag and nail it down. I know what them two were like. They'll pick it up and bring it back to the centre spot. Because in them days, there was only one dug out on the centre line, and that was Brian's. So he said, as a, you know, for the Premier League starting, they needed to have the two dugouts. So when he's come out the tunnel, he's looked at it and he's remembered that, that Cloughy's dugout was that one there. So he went and sat down and he looked at the bench and Ron says to me, he said, I couldn't believe we're in the bottom three. We got Dennis Bergkamp, Nelson Fleefess. How the hell are we in the bottom three? But, but I, I said, you did all right, didn't you? Forrest was in a bit of a precarious position when you joined them. And Ron says, precarious? My standard line on that was the Titanic had more chance of staying up than Forrest. <laughs> Did um, how's he doing? Is he is he okay? Absolutely spot on. You know when you think that people sometimes when they get to a certain age, you know their memory starts to fade. He yeah. is as well, sharp yeah. as attack. He remembers 
everything Big Ron does. And we will yeah. be doing another uh, show. Our third part went down really well. He picked his all-time Aston Villa 11. We're going to be revisiting his uh, West Bromwich Albion years. And I'm sure that we'll get round to revisiting that the was a, Sheffield that was a good... Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, they were a great, great That was team. a good... West Brom had a great team, a really great team. You know, uh, Cunningham, uh, centre forward, mm. come on, Regis. Cyril, big Cyril. Cyril Regis. Uh, he had Len Cantello, he had Robbo, I mean, he had John Wyle, Robertson. Yeah. He, he had some Very great players. Oh, absolutely. Willie, Willie Anderson. Willie Johnson. And then he bought, bought uh, Willie Johnson, that was it, sorry. Mm. Then he bought uh, Peter Barnes and uh, yes. Gary Owen. For it, they, they they were a good team. They were a really, really, really good team. I think they gave Man United a great chance in one day. They beat them five through, got... yeah. Well, Ron yeah. was saying, you know, there was that when he played, because they had the big freeze and they never played for months, West Brom. And um, they were flying. But when they got back, what you were saying, it takes a little bit of time to get back in to the swing of things. And Liverpool didn't really have games called off. And Liverpool won the league and, and, and Albion ran them very close. And he reckons that if they hadn't have had that freeze over the, uh, what was it, the winter of 79, yeah. Albion would have, would have won the league. And he come very close to winning the league. Um, with the Aston Villa when, if you remember Fergie time, when uh, there was about eight minutes added on when they played Sheffield Wednesday and the Bruce scored two goals. He's been looking three times we're not winning the league, you know. I know, I've said that to him today. I says, Ron, you were so close. When you talk about fine margins, how, you know, how you come so close with both Albion and the Villa and Man United, you could have been arguably the first manager to to have won three football league championships with three different clubs. The thing, the thing, no, well, you see, you'd have been wrong then. I'll tell you why you'd have been wrong. Because, you know, when you win your first, you know, when they, they always say if you win your first one, yeah. other trophies follow. Yeah, now, they if do, he yes. wins, if, he, if he wins his first trophy at Villa, at uh, West Brom. Yep, you're right. I, agree. I know what you're going to say. Who's to say yep. he'd have moved on? Absolutely. You know, yeah. he might have won another league title because yep. they had a good team. They yep. might have won an FA Cup. They might, they might have started to win because yep. once they didn't lose that and then Man United come in from the team started to break up. Yep. But if they won the league, he'd have wanted to go and carry on to play in the Champions League next year, wouldn't he? Yeah. Or the European Cup in that in, in our day. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think so, that Albion team would have you, done well in the European Cup. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said to you, he was unlucky not to win uh, titles at three at three clubs. Yeah. Because I, I knew we were close at Man United, I knew we were close at Villa, and I knew we were close at uh, West Brom. Mm. But if it, if they won his first trophy at the, if they won his first trophy at Man United, right? When I said trophy, the the uh, title. Yeah. Because they wanted it so much. I think he won two FA Cups at Man United, didn't he? Uh, he won one. One? Yeah. Yeah, I think he won the one. Or, or did, did he win the League Cup? Did he win the League Cup there? I can't remember. I know he Have won the League Cup yourself? at Villa. Have a look. Um, he certainly won the uh, won the one when Big Norman scored, scored. the winning goal against uh, Everton. Ten men. One of them got sent. Moran got sent off. That's right. That's the, that's the final. Um, can't remember anyway, him winning another one. If he wins the league at Man United, yep. we don't hear a Fergie. Or we don't hear a Fergie in, in England. No, we don't. I mean, he was very unlucky that in 1986, oh, there was a lot of players come back from the World Cup injured as well. I've always said, you know? if I don't get injured at Forest, who knows what it about to me. Absolutely. Fine you need that little bit of luck. Yeah, you do. And those margins to help you. 
But going back to Brian, one of his mates says when he he took his next managerial role and um, and they were playing Forest and uh, Cloughy, big fella, do you fancy a drink? And he's like, what happened to the last four years? He said, well, that's Brian. Cloughy just didn't like the big clubs because, I mean, he was a, a total socialist, wasn't he? And always picking yeah. the, you know, if he'd, if he was picking a dog from a litter, he'd, he'd pick the runt Brian Cloughwood. That's the way yeah. Cloughy was. So, was, that's right. yeah, he said it was almost like a siege mentality when, when, you know, Brian played against the the big clubs. He said it wasn't nothing personal with me. We got on great. He loved he loved Cloughy, yeah. but it it was just the fact that he was manager of Man United. But that again, I mean, that was Brian. You know, I mean, again, when you when you, I mean, Ron was another one. I mean, I go on about Shank and Paisley and Clough yeah. playing the football, but big Ron played football. Oh, absolutely. Played for I mean that West Brom team was a joy to watch. Yeah, they were a joy to watch. And Man United under um, when they had Olsen. Yeah. Because he was a great little winger when he when he came to uh, yeah. when he first came to England. Yeah. You know. And don't forget in our days, he was only small and it was brutal tackling in our days. Mm. You know, but they were a really attacking, tacking uh, team to watch. Again, and a good team to watch. That was his philosophy, I said to him. I mean he was you know, when he was a kid at Villa, um it was Jimmy Hogan. You know that that installed into him the uh, the philosophy of football, and he took that into his uh, his managerial capacities and roles. Yeah, because you know that that's the way that Ron. I said to him, it's an absolute shame, Ron, when you look back at your career that you actually never managed England. Because I think you'd have been a great England manager. By the way, I I I'll say the same thing. I mean, it was it was a pity what happened to him. When he's, when he's finished, don't have to come out of the game because that he's one of the most straight and genuine guys there's ever been. I don't proper top, proper top bloke. You know, but uh, no, give him my regards next time to, you, you speak to him because I did like him myself, because I love the way how his teams play. Yeah, absolute. I, um, I, I think I would have loved to play for him and he tried to sign me at Man United, if you know. Yeah. I think he would have been a great Ron Atkinson player because... The way that you played and the way that, you know, our, our players that could get the ball down and play played. You know, Ron Atkinson allowed players to go and play in that manner. And uh, his teams, yeah. you're right, always attacking, always a joy to watch. And uh, never a dull moment with Ron Atkinson at the helm. Yeah, you're right there. Without doubt, you're right there. It's unreal. History Vault TC, another regular feature, looking at some of the players that you used to play with. John O'Hare, how good was John O'Hare? I mean, it was the end of his career, uh, John. Great touch, great movement. Uh, his legs had gone a little bit, but mm-hmm. a fabulous guy. But what a, you could see he was a player. I mean, I remember when he was playing in that Derby County team. Yep. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic player. I mean, Derby, 1967 to 1974, 248 league appearances and 65 goals, capped by Scotland 13 times during his Derby years and scored five goals, but probably will be remembered most fondly at Forest for getting the uh, the penalty in the 1978 replay at Old Trafford, where Phil Thompson swore blind it was outside the box. <laughs> And they asked Peter Taylor on camera what his thoughts were. And he says, well, all day long, it was a penalty. Do you remember that? Do you remember yeah. that? And, and and he said, Didn't you? And, I, and I think you're fine, that your cameras will back me up. <laughs> and they said, well, 
we've looked at the cameras and it was outside the outside the box, Pete. And he says, oh, well, we've got the cup, haven't we? <laughs> but Pete were like that. I mean, Pete, that's what club loved about Pete. It, yeah. it made him smile. Yeah. But, but he did, didn't he? I mean, I re- always remember when he was on, whether it be Football Focus or on the ball with Brian Moore, I can't remember what one, and they were talking about the split with Clough and Taylor, and Clough, he says, you know, sadly, we fell out, he says, but the one thing that I remember of Pete is he always made me laugh. Yeah, and, and he, he did. Yeah. And I'll tell you this now, the other person who made him laugh on me. Yeah. Because... <laughs> It wasn't a great smile that weren't cluffy. Yeah. Right? But Pete didn't make him smile, and I used to make him smile. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd say to him, I mean, other clubs, I used to get tickets off at lads, but with cluffy, I, I'd go to him and say, boss, because uh, all my brothers didn't come at the same time, but I'd say to him, boss, I said, uh, all my brothers are coming today, all eight of them, well, seven of them's coming, so I need seven tickets. Mm. There were eight of me, and he'd turn around and say, here you are, and he'd give me them. Yeah. You know, he'd, he'd laugh at me. Yeah. You know, he said, I come from a big family, so I know what it's like. Yeah. So, unbelievable guy he was, unbelievable. Is that your overgunning background? It certainly is, TC. It's um, 52 <laughs> minutes and 17 seconds. I can hear her getting it out of the garage. It's almost <laughs> ready to be plugged in. Random question of the week. Uh, olives, green or black? Both. Both, yeah. It is a tossle pair of the two, isn't it? Well, there is there's green olives and green and black olives, isn't there? Yeah, there is, yeah, but what do you prefer? None. I don't Really? Like do you not? Oh, oh right. No, I don't like them. Oh, no, you don't, don't like, like olives? Them. No. They no. are an acquired Mikey, taste. I've got a brother. I've got a brother. I've, Tom, my lad, he loves them. Yeah, I do. He loves them. I'm not, I've never been an olive fan. I, when I had them on my pizza, I used to take them off. Blimey, did you? <laughs> you love him. I, I, I thought did you? I thought you said his olives are green or olive. No. But what you were saying? Do I like? Yeah, do, do you like, like them? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, 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 I can't make my mind up whether I prefer the green olives or the black olives, and I think they are an acquired taste. But I, yeah. I love both, especially with a, a lasagna yeah. and a and a. And a glass of wine, or yeah, uh... yeah. The Tom likes them, he'll eat them, and it, it puts me off. I've, I've tried them, I always try it. Gabby, one thing about me, I'll always try it. I always try anything. If people said to me, I try this, I will try it. So, TC, we will go on to our football forecast. As I've alluded to earlier, I uh, I won last week, so I picked the music. It's 14-13, and it's pretty much now the last week of the Bundesliga and then the uh, restart of the English Premier League. But I think we're going to still follow Bayern. Yeah. And I think yeah. we're still going to follow Dortmund as Dortmund, well. Because yeah. um, right. I think both of them teams have played some great football. I am love watching Julian Brand, although they played without a forward last week because Ireland wasn't there. I think he's injured. Yeah, he is. And they yeah. played him as a number nine, and, and he just isn't that kind of player. Player, no. When you play, when you play certain players, take them out of certain positions. Yeah, you have to play to what's going to suit that player, not Absolutely. the player what was playing in the team what got injured. Yeah, that's where I think managers go wrong because what they do, they think, oh, we'll get it. We win. We've been winning this way, but he does not probably suit that player playing that way mm-hmm. in that position. Yeah, I looked at him. I thought, if you're going to play him there, don't play him at all. But I, oh, yeah, I do like that player. I think he's a great player, Julian Brand. I think 
uh, Borussia Dortmund have got some fine players. And I think you're right, your magic moment was Bayern. It also was one of my magic moments because I think that team has got everything. And that little bit of footwork. There were moments in that oh, game for the day. Incredible. I mean, Thomas Muller's footwork when oh. he put the ball out and they didn't score from the situation, but it was just a moment of sublime Unbelievable. magic. And I think that Bayern Munich team, certainly they're going to go on and win the Bundesliga. I think that they could go on and be champions of Europe as well as champions of Germany. I think they've got everything about them. Yeah, yeah. I, I fancy Manchester City for you. Uh, yeah, for you. yeah, I yeah. Do. yeah. I do. <laughs> the way how they are playing, the way how they are looking, uh, Bayern Munich, you know, they look physically and uh, mentally mm. and technically absolutely sublime. But again, I've got to admit it in 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 the English in the uh, Bundesliga, there's a lot of them are only average teams. Yeah, yeah. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think it's I don't strong think from what I've seen. Tried, I don't think majority of teams do what they do in England and get everybody behind the ball, ball yeah. and make it uh, hard for these top teams to play. Mm-hmm. I think in in, in, the, in the in the La Liga and the Bundesliga, they do try and attack, try and win games. And La, Liga, La Liga's back as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's back this week, next week. Portuguese league's back. Every, every other yeah. league seems to be back. I love watching the uh, Portuguese game, Benfica. I only caught a little bit of it, but... All them scarves on the seats, and they had this pipes like fan muse, uh, fan noise coming out the television box. It really did look like a complete. It reminded me. Do you remember listening to the World Cup in South Africa on the radio, and you had all these yeah. voo-voo-zailers? Yeah. It, it, it sounded a bit bizarre, but but there you go. Anyhow, Friday night. Did you see where? Did you see where they've owned up? They've owned up, opened up for the English to come and have an holiday in Portugal. We're not going to turn you away. Yeah, I've, well, I mean, they're desperate for, for for tourism, aren't they? I mean, you know, if you look at how much us English or us British give Europe in terms of tourism, um, they they without us almost sink because we yeah. don't have put a lot of money all joking apart into their economies. I mean, a lot of people can't, can't complain about the British going out there drinking, but they don't. They don't turn around and say, and sometimes it's not nice. I I agree. Yeah. But you're right. The amount of money we put into their uh, countries and their economy mm. is, is unreal. I don't think you know when you're looking at a, a group of people and people from certain parts of the world. You know, I think that we are a, a special case or spritz, aren't we? You know, we uh, we. We do things well, what's very different country, to others. I cannot believe because no, I know. More, there is nobody more fairer than the Brits. Yeah, absolutely, 100% spot right? on. And we're taking a lot of rubbish at the moment in time. Yeah. We're hurting the country and yeah. it has to stop. It has to stop. Yeah, 100% TC. Football forecast, uh, Bundesliga, last time we visit the Bundesliga in its format at the moment. Friday night, Offenheim kick-off against RB Leipzig. How do you see this one going? Offenheim 2-1. And Leipzig are playing well now. I think that Timo, um, Timo Werner, He's. Uh, he, it looks as though he's going to Chelsea, although until he's actually got a Chelsea kit on, we, we don't know 100%. What's happened to it? There's no money about. It's unreal, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, I think... Barry uh, sends your yeah. manager to spend £50 million on a player. I know, it's incredible. So... It, it, everything makes me think everything, there's something not right. 
Well, there's something not right with anything. What's mm. happening? It, it, Chelsea buying him for for a, is it forty million? I think it's fifty three million pounds. Fifty three million. Mm. He just going to Paris Saint Germain for fifty odd million. Yeah. Normally about. I know, yeah. it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? So, they, must so, think we fell off a, they must think we fell off a Christmas tree, but there is. <laughs> so, up for nine, was it one, two, Red Bull, you, you go yeah. through Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going for up for nine. Hey, seriously, am I yeah, hearing you right? Nine, you winding me up? Off, off for nine, two, one. Right, OK, well, I'm going the other way. Off for nine, one, uh, Red Bull, Leipzig, two. Cologne versus Union Berlin. How do you see that one? One, one. On one, I'm going to go for a Cologne 2-0 because I think Union Berlin are absolutely awful. Bayern versus uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach also Saturday now. 1-1. One, one. Really? Yeah. You sure you want to win this week? 1-1. <laughs> one, one. So Bayern Munich 1, Mönchengladbach 1. Yep. Yep, OK, I'm going. Two, Can I keep winning? 2-0. 2-0 to Bayern. They're playing out the skin. But they can't keep winning. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I did look at that last week when they they beat um, Leverkusen. And it, but yeah, and they were, it, they were one nil up and absolutely yeah. after that they destroyed them. But it went. They went nine straight wins, and and that's why I looked at. I thought possibly a draw there for Leverkusen, but who knows? Could be ten in a row. If not, it could be. Uh, it could be um, 15, 13 to you, TC. Team that you almost joined in the 70s, Schalke 04 versus Leverkusen. Leverkusen. What score? 2-1. Okay, so that's Schalke 1, Leverkusen 2. I'm going Schalke 0, Leverkusen 3. I think Schalke are absolutely Oh, shocking, aren't they? I think they're arguably the worst team I've seen for a long time. And finally, Dusseldorf, Fortuna Dusseldorf versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, Borussia, Borussia Dortmund. 1-1. One, one. I'm going for a 1-1 one, one oh, draw again. you your draws, ain't you? This one. Yeah, I've just, yeah. Well, I'm going to go uh, Dusseldorf 1, Dortmund 2. Well, see, you've got a close game, haven't you? Yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of the games that, that you do watch are quite close. I mean, I've, I've gone 3-0 away because I think Schalke are awful. But I'm, I'm going for the 2-1. Um, I've got a couple of 2-1 away wins and a couple of 2-0 home wins as well. But yeah. uh, the week after, of course, is going to be 2 German and... Five, so we'll go seven. We'll have a magnificent seven. Five of the English Premier League clubs. Well, yeah. not all, because we have followed Leeds United and we have followed Fulham and, and a number of your old clubs to boot as well. So we're <laughs> yeah, we're we're, uh, we're we're back in English waters, mate. So it's thank you, TC, for your time. Love to you and yours. And as I'm picking the music this week, we're going to go out with um, Mr. Bojangles for Ron Atkinson. Great song. Who do you want it sung by, Sammy Davis or by John Holt? John Holt. Let's reggae it up then. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, TC. Brilliant. Thanks, everyone. Love to you and your missus, and uh, let's hope that we get back uh, up and running soon. Sure, we will, TC. Till next week, we'll leave bye you bye. there. Tell her, In worn out shoes, with silver hair, a ragged shirt, and baggy pants. The old 
so high Then he lightly touched her down Met him in a cell in New Orleans. I was down and out. He looked at me to be the eyes of age. As he spoke right out, he talked to fly. Talked up lies, laugh and slap his legs a stay. 